Well, hey, everyone, and welcome to episode number 88 of The Other Six Podcast. My name is Chad Boak, and I am your host. Joining me once again in the studio, my co-host, our worship pastor, the man who sold his used chess set to a pawn shop in Queens at night, Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Madcock. Well, I'm sorry. It was a rookie mistake. <laughs> yeah, rookie mistake, man. It's too long. Get rookie mistake. I got yeah. it. I got and it. to continue the chess pun, joining us once again in the studio, our lead pastor, Adam Bishop. <laughs> Adam, how are you today, sir? Got, wait, that's not the first time you got Okay, so in that little pun, yeah. uh, were you referencing Queens, New York? Sure. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. As a resident of Queens for four I years. I thought you would appreciate yeah, that. I do. Between that and the, the Bishop pun with your last yeah. name, I thought it was... Uh, that was a build-up for yeah, yours. That's right. That was yeah. fun. I enjoyed yeah, that m- one. Multifaceted, multi-leveled I mean, as a matter of fact. Queens, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So did you actually live in Queens we did. when you were up there? Okay. Yeah, we lived in a community called Long Island City, Queens. Okay. And so it was right on the East River. It's the first subway stop. Once you technically leave Manhattan and okay. go into Queens, okay, so you have to go under the East River and then you're in Queens. So nice. I think is it uh, is it Flushing Meadows Park that's yeah. in Queens? So I was there on a mission trip during Billy Graham's Last Crusade. Come on, and he had all the stages and everything set up there, and we got to go and hear Billy Graham. That's awesome. Speak. Yeah. So yeah. I don't remember what year that was. I mean, it would have been late nineties. No, I think it was like a, early 2000s. Yeah, okay. somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. Someone wow. fact checked us on that. Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You were out <laughs> close to City Field and the U.S. Open, so that's yeah, where yeah, the yeah. Mets play in that's the U.S. Right. Open, the tennis tournament. Yep. Saw that. That's the only reason most people go to Queens. Okay, <laughs> <is> to <laughs> go to a Mets game or go to the U.S. Open. <laughs> right. Unless you live in Queens. Right. And then you obviously go to Queens every day. But yeah, we loved living there, and uh, it's a great place. And oh. so when you said Queens, that that's that what, popped yeah. in my head. Well, very good. Go. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, how was uh, how was the weekend? You guys get up to anything? Interesting. Uh, I'll, Adam, we'll start with you, and then uh, yeah, we'll we had a table. piano recital. Okay, uh, nice. Yeah, Sunday afternoon. So Sam For and you? Jacob. Oh. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, my last piano recital was in the fifth grade. Okay, so I played the entertainer. It, it went really well. I can only still play the right hand. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <laughs> the piano is tricky. I use both hands, right? Right. Yeah, you do. So uh, Sam and Jacob started taking piano lessons three years ago this summer. Okay. And they couldn't read music. They couldn't play a chord. Wow. They couldn't do anything. Wow. And to sit there yesterday and listen to them three years uh, later play in this recital, and they both did really well. Well, yeah. good. I'm yeah, that's brag awesome. for a second. Yeah. All right, I was let's so go. proud of Let them. me hear So it. Sam played Piano Man. Which by was, Billy Joel? Yeah, which was let's fantastic. Yeah. And, and Jacob played High Hopes by Panic at the Disco. <laughs> so that was their song <laughs> that's for the awesome. recital. That's great. So nice. it was a lot of fun, and I'm really proud of them. They did a great job. Well, yeah. well congratulations, yeah. Sam and Jacob. That. Yeah. That is amazing. Really cool. Matt, what'd you get up to, buddy? Uh, we had some friends come and visit us from Canada. Okay. So, yeah, they're uh, they're moving to Austin. Uh, one of them works for Tesla and the other one, she works for McKinsey Consulting Firm, which is like this huge consulting firm. Okay. She travels all their places. Right so she just used her miles or air miles to come over there and visit us. So yeah. It was great. Well, so. good. Yeah. Yeah, we had a pretty full weekend. So Lena, my oldest, turned fourteen this weekend. Happy and birthday, happy Lena. Birthday, happy Lena. birthday, Lena. Yep. And she she actually listens to the podcast. So she she Yay. will hear that. She loves it. <laughs> and uh and Solid so, fan. Yeah. So she had some uh had some friends come over and, and spend the night on Friday night. And uh we were leaving uh the restaurant we were eating, she said, Dad, can we go to California yogurt craze? And I thought, well, let me get a second mortgage and then we'll go. Have you guys been you know where <laughs> no. you where you pile all the stuff on the ice cream it. and they wait. Oh yeah. And it's always <laughs> way more. Yeah, yeah, than yeah. you think it's going to be. Yeah, gotten, they have a weight at the bottom <laughs> of it. They've gotten in trouble in those places a few it times. It starts oh, yeah. at like $10. Yeah. From, from Morgan. <laughs> so oh, really? like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, she's like, put mine up there. It's like, Adam, how many 
many toppings are on there. Yeah, that's right. Oh, the Butterfinger, man. Oh, you dude, put some dude. Butterfinger on They're some They're weighing that yogurt. down. The bowls oh, are already no, like $10. It, it's, it, it was, well, anyway, so Those we had a, a good place yeah, to go. Yeah, so we yeah. had a good time with that. And then her birthday was actually Sunday and uh, had a great time. The, uh, uh, Lena's favorite breakfast food is grits. So Christy made a big thing nice. of grits. Took grits. it upstairs Cheese with grits, the students. Man. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then mm. uh and then I asked her what she wanted to do yesterday afternoon. She said, Dad, can we watch some Star Wars movies? And I was like Did a tear? Dude, I was you so cried? proud. I was so proud. <laughs> I, I passed out one of the two. <laughs> I was talking to Hardy about it earlier. He said, Yeah, that reminds me of the time that Meggie asked me to help her with a budget. And I'm like, <laughs> We're we're very different parents, but you know what? <laughs> similar, uh, similar emotions. So anyway, but no, it was so uh, it was a good weekend for us. Had a good time and uh, me with a yeah, budget. excited to celebrate Lena's now, birthday. I know the answer to this question, but I think our podcast listeners, inquiring minds, want to know. Sure, which is your favorite Star Wars movie? It is Return of the Jedi. Yeah, Return of the Jedi is my it's favorite. Solid one. That's I'm a big uh, fan. Yeah, and uh, yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, it's the first. It's like people forget that for years. The original trilogy was all we had, man. Right. And so to mm-hmm. see, you know, Jedi Luke, that was really the only one that, uh, right. that you saw. So that, that was, was my favorite. That was yeah, that probably was still awesome. is. Yeah. Although I liked the new ones, and apparently the two of you didn't like them as much as me. So I <laughs> are you I talking about the prequels or the sequels? I don't like, even know what that means. With Jar Jar Binks or Kylo Ren? <laughs> no, 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 I'm talking about Ray and uh, the whole okay. new yeah. gang. Then okay. I mean, I enjoyed the whole those. new gang. Yeah. I'm I'm really glad that you enjoyed them. <laughs> I, I'm I feel judged right now. <laughs> I really feel judged. Hey Ted, I really like the Jar Jar Binks. I, I enjoy going through, like, so, you know, Return of the Jedi, I'm a kid when Return sure. of the Jedi comes out, and yeah. so maybe it's because these three new ones, I got to do that as a dad with my boys. Sure, right. Which so, I can, yeah. I can you totally know, in the theater, and they're asking me 5,000 questions. Right. <laughs> so, you know, and he's texting you, yeah. saying, what? Just, just call Uncle Chad next yeah. time, it'll be fine, so, yeah, um, I'm happy yeah, to help. I, so. We really need to unpack that at some point. Okay, I, I enjoyed them, and I want to know why you're judging I'm, me. I mean, so here's the thing. <laughs> no, uh, I didn't mean right now. The but. amount that it would derail this podcast, I don't know that you have that much time in your day for me no, to unpack all no. that. Our so, podcast yeah. just went from 45 <laughs> minutes to three hours. That's right. But we're not going to do that. Okay. We're not going to do that all at right. all. Uh, so anyway, but no, we did have a good, uh, great weekend, and we had a great weekend here at mm-hmm. Vaughn Forest Church, and uh, we'll kind of unpack all of that. But I do want to talk about, we continued our sermon series, Sermon on the Mount, and uh, we talked about, it was uh, it was loving those uh, who are different than us, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I really enjoyed the way you started out the message. You kind of you talked about there's this phrase about uh, love your neighbor and hate your enemy, and how that's not in the Bible. Uh, so where it's did not. that where did that phrase come from then? Well, they made it up. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> no, so, they uh, wrote it down, Chad, and passed it. Around. Okay, fair a enough. Lot, a lot of people still won't make an argument from silence. So. You know, Jesus never condemned homosexuality. Therefore, Jesus would not have been against homosexuality. Right. So, you know, you can't make an argument from silence. Right. So, you know, what the Pharisees were doing is the verse says, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, well, it must have also wanted to speak to how you're supposed to treat your enemies. And so they just added this to it. Again, it's so hard for us to get into that world because we all have information available at all times. Yeah. Sure. They didn't, I mean, most of the Hebrew people couldn't even read. Right. Mm-hmm. They certainly didn't have access to God's word. And yeah. so if the religious leaders tell you this is what it says, then that's what it says. Right. We see the same thing happening in the centuries leading up to the Reformation, where the religious leaders are telling people, you know, you, you've got to yeah. you've got to donate money to have your sins forgiven. Well, that's not in the yeah. Bible. You're purchasing but indulgences. If everybody, yeah. You see, so, yeah. I mean, religion, the... the the history of religion is to oppress people. 
Right. So don't ever forget that, you know, and sometimes people think that those of us who are Christ followers are, you know, religious people. So no, 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 no. Religion is used to manipulate. Re- right. Religion and, and, and you tie it to, you know, political leaders and the history of that is not one we want to be a part of. Right. In many ways, Jesus is the first revolutionary to actually do something about that. Right. right. So now, 2,000 years later, we're his people marked by a relationship with him, not marked by religion. Right. Mm-hmm. So we, we understand this. So think about then in their world that that's what they thought. And then to make it worse, there were Old Testament laws that very much spoke to how you were supposed to treat those who are not among you mm-hmm. as they traveled through, mm-hmm. right. if they decided to move into your hood, if they decided to <laughs> right. become part of your tribe. Right. Yeah. There's all these Old Testament laws about how God's people were <laughs> supposed to welcome them. And so it's the common theme in this series. The Pharisees yeah. were making stuff up that yeah. would benefit them. Right. And um, this, unfortunately, is just one more example. And I love the New American Standard because all of the other places where the verses say, you have heard it said, it's in all capital letters. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, this right, one, right. it's yeah. not. Yeah. Because that's, yeah. Not, in the, that's yeah. not in the Bible. Yeah. And so Jesus is referencing something that's a common belief of the day. It's not a biblical belief right. of the day. Well, and what you said there about not assuming from silence, like, I think— it's another, you know, we've talked about this on the podcast before, the importance of looking at the entire body of Scripture and looking at everything mm-hmm. that Scripture says to us, because, you know, the rest of Scripture is not silent, usually on these different yeah, topics. And so I think that's a, I think that's an important distinction, what you said there. Yeah. Well, you said, you know, we're talking about Pharisees twisting God's Word and truth. Um, you know, I, you know that obviously still happens today. Yeah. Um, yeah, you mentioned the Reformation that was yeah, happening yeah, you know, today as well. Um, so, you know, I think that that could lead to a lot of mistrust um, for those that teach God's Word. So how do we know, how does someone know if someone's faithfully teaching God's Word? Um, and what would you say to somebody who has been burned by false teaching? Oh, false teachers are everywhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the classic TV preachers that, you know, yeah. send me a check and <laughs> yeah. I'll send you this handkerchief. You'll get a blessing. Wait, that's, yeah. not, that's not real? <laughs> like, and there are some really good teachers on TV as well. So yeah. to answer your question, you, you, we've I mean, we've talked about this before. you got to be a good Berean. Because they studied and they mm-hmm. were informed and they could spot false teachings. The only way to spot a false teacher is to know what the Bible says. Right. Right. Yeah. And 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 Chad's point was really valid there because if someone starts teaching something and you're like that doesn't seem to fit the mm-hmm. the, the overall focus of that particular yeah. topic in God's word, well you're probably on the right trail. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, you you've got to be able to read God's word and it's like the guys who identify counterfeit money. They right. study the real thing, yeah. they can identify the counterfeit. But let me just say this, okay? Um, We've never lived in a time more in church history where people who call themselves Christians, um, I don't even know how to word this correctly, so y'all give me a little bit of grace if this comes out the wrong way. Part of the reason why every Christian should be a member of a local church is the discussion we're having right now. Oh, right. Okay? Interesting. Yeah. So part of being a Christian, I know no one wants to hear this, <laughs> is that you're actually supposed to submit to some type of leadership and authority in your life. It's all over the New Testament. Mm-hmm. So if you're a Christian and you have not declared 
who the spiritual authority is in your life. Mm-hmm. There's about half the New Testament you're going to have a difficult time obeying. Mm-hmm. Now, for people who don't care about obeying God's word, that's fine. They just right. move on and go, well, that doesn't apply to me. But if you actually care, then you need to officially declare the spiritual authority in your life. Now, how do you d- discern right. who the spiritual authority should be in your life? <clears throat> well, God's word tells us what to look mm-hmm. for, you know, with inter- integrity and character right. and, and accurately handling God's word. I mean, mm-hmm. Jesus says, if if you're not going to teach kids correctly, it'd be better to get a millstone tied around your neck and thrown to the bottom of the sea. Right. So there, yeah, there's yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. to be said <laughs> yeah. about this, okay? So you, you do that, and, and if you will officially declare the authority in your life, officially declare mm-hmm. who God's people are going to be in your life, you know, mm-hmm. your, your local body of believers— mm-hmm. That's going to guard against ninety percent of what we're talking about right, right now. Yes, yeah. but what happens are Christians you know, don't do that, right? And they just listen to people online, or they listen to this, or they listen to that, or pastors who have built their platforms through social media who don't have any substance at all. Um, yes, I said that. And then, <laughs> and then there are people who are like, "Well, I don't have a local church, but I love to listen to whoever, whoever, whoever." Yeah. But you don't know who whoever is. Right. right. So if you're in a local mm-hmm. church, like eventually people's character is really going to come out. Yes. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, there are some great preachers that you can supplement learning God's word from. I mean, th- that, you know, I read other pastors' books and listen to their sermons as well. Yeah. But that's not going to ever be the primary source right. of, of all of this. Right. right. And so, yes, you've got to study to show yourself approved. But then I also think it's a major part of what it means to be a Christ follower and choosing your fellowship, your local body of believers, does um, guard against that. Mm-hmm. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, yeah. Absolutely say there? Does. And, and And for whatever reason, you know, I know the reason, social media and the and, and the prevalence of everybody just being an expert on everything, there are a lot of Christians who aren't doing that, and it's to their detriment, mm-hmm. right. is what I'm trying to say. You're going to end up probably believing something that's not even right. yeah. in God's Word, right. spiritual urban legends, right. and then you're going to think God let you down, and God didn't. Now, if you've been burned yeah. in this whole thing, yeah. okay? What would you say to them? Don't project that on someone else. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've all been burned in our lives right, in different yeah. ways. And and the, the temptation then is to take that with us into new relationships, yeah. into new encounters. It'd be the equivalent of going, and I'm not trying to make light of people getting hurt, but like, let's just real talk here. Mm-hmm. If I go to a restaurant and get a terrible you know meal, I'm not going to count restaurants out for the rest of my life. Right. Right. I'm yeah, going to strike right. that up to a rough night in the kitchen. Yeah, so, right. you know, right. if, if, if you were, you know, deceived at, or all the things that uh-huh. can happen, don't let that now be your yeah. reason that you don't continue to connect with God's people. Yeah. I mean, there's always going to be one bad apple, yeah. but I mean, but don't let that now frame for you how everyone else is going well, to be. It's to yeah. your detriment. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you can actually rise above that, push through that, not be a victim of that, yeah. and probably encourage someone else along the way at some point. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, everybody's going to get hurt at some point. Yeah. And so right. we have to make sure we don't then project that into every other relationship in our right. life. Right, yeah. I, I, um, I thought of, like, when I worked at Guitar Center, and uh, when people were, would come in there and play Guns N' Roses, you know, Sweet Child of Mine or something like that, <laughs> it was terrible. But I didn't get mad at, you know, Guns N' Roses for it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that had a okay. bad representative. Yeah, it was right. like, yeah, yeah. That, you're rep- that's not a good representation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just went from New Testament to Slash. Let's go. Right. I'm, I'm pretty excited that's about that. Going, that. <laughs> So, so speaking Sorry. of uh, some of I these, like some of these urban legends, you know, spiritual, biblical urban legends, you know, whatever you want to call them, and, and I think what you said is so important that if you don't have some sort of authority and accountability in your life, like there are things that get said that get put on a Facebook post by your grandma that sound really, really good. 
they're just not yeah. scriptural. You know what I'm saying? Like, so Grandma's there's a got problem a lot of with great that. Sayings. That's right. So you gave us a list, not not an exhaustive list, but a list yesterday in the message about things that folks think are in the Bible, but they're they're not actually in there. So I want to go through this list, yeah. and, and we can we can maybe even have some fun with this, yeah. and that's fine. And maybe you can give us I don't know if it's like history of them or just some commentary, or and, maybe uh, some more. Do you know the history yeah, of these? yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll uh, I want to go through this list, and, and Adam, I'll read it, and then you kind of you can respond. So the first one was God helps those. Those who help themselves. It's part of our work ethic. Okay. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having a good work ethic, <clears throat> but having a good work ethic and then saying that, they're just not the same thing. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I referenced Ruth in, in the sermon. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to ask God to move on your behalf, get out of bed, you know, right. go to work, right, right, you know, right, show yeah. up at class, you know, that all those <laughs> things matter. Right. But the greater principle and the reason why that's not in God's word is. If the prerequisite for God helping us was us helping ourselves, then at some point is salvation even necessary? Right. Yeah, yeah. Also, there have been multiple times in my life God's poured out His blessing in abundance, and I wasn't doing anything to walk with God. <laughs> right. I was actually walking in sin, right. and so that's not contingent upon what we're doing, right. how we're doing. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, God's yeah. not contingent on our actions. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. if you're asking for God to move on your behalf, you know, if you're trying to get a job, you do have to send out your resume. Right. You do have to, you know, if you're trying to make sales, <laughs> no, you got to make some phone calls or whatever people make sales these days. I don't know, right. social media, phone calls, you know. <laughs> LinkedIn. I don't know. <laughs> yes, work, work, work. Yeah. But, but, but don't, it's not that God is only going to move on behalf of those people who are trying to do something. Right. That, yeah, that no, that makes sense. That makes sense. The next one, and this is one I heard so much in my entire life, is God will never give you more than you can handle. That's probably <laughs> the most prevalent. Of, yeah, of all I hear of that one a lot. Let's like, talk to Job. <laughs> it's, um, man, I tell you what, that, that statement has caused a lot of damage yeah. in a lot of people's lives because um, it's a terrible interpretation of the the passage that says when you're tempted God will give you a way out. Mm-hmm. Well, those aren't even the same categories, right? You know, but <laughs> right, somehow right. that verse got turned into God will never give you more than you can handle. Yeah, I think that there's multiple times in our lives where we're walking through something that it feels like it's more than we can handle. Right. If your identity is in Christ and if God is for you, who can be against you? So factually speaking, you're never going to be in a place where God is giving you more than you can handle because He's actually with you. Right. So let's all understand that. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the the genesis for this false belief. I don't know. But the idea that my entire life I'm always going to feel like I'm up to the challenge— what are we talking about? <laughs> about once a week, I don't fill up to the challenge. Right? Wait, yeah. No kidding. So you know that drives me to my knees. Yeah. That drives me to a greater dependency on God. Mm-hmm. That reminds me that I'm actually not supposed to do this Lone Ranger Christianity. Right. Yeah. To humble myself and go to a brother in Christ and say, right. I need some help here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In practical ways and spiritual ways, you know. Mm-hmm. Any, so it, it it is this idea that when you're going through difficult seasons, it feels like more than you can handle. Well, if you just throw that verse out instead of engaging with what you're actually going through, that's not going to help you at all. Right. So, yeah, there's going to yeah. be times you feel like that you're dealing with more than you can handle. And, and those times we can lean on the Lord and he provides strength. And you yeah. Know, yeah. And it's interesting, you, t- you quoted the other verse, which was also more about temptation, is it not? Right. Really, as opposed to, you know, when life bears down on us. I think when that's When you feel important. tempted, look for the way out. Right. There's, exactly. more, there's a way. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah right. So you can't look back later and go, it's God's fault I sinned. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. No, it's yours. No. Yeah. No. All right. Speaking of which, this is another one that I've heard a lot. Uh, love the sinner, hate the sin. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about that one a lot. The, the, uh, the, it, it's a, it's a nice sentiment, 
but it's also a convenient way for Christians to let themselves off the hook. Right. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. listen, man, if we all knew everything about each other, come on. <laughs> come yeah, on. Yeah. So, you know, for those of you who are listening right now, you know, just do a little inventory of the thoughts that have been in your mind over the last 48 hours. Right. The things that you almost said, but you didn't, it's still in your mind. Right. You know, what we've been talking about in this sermon series with hatred in your heart and lust yeah, in yeah, your yeah, heart. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we've all got plenty to work on <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> when it comes to our own <laughs> sanctification. Right. Work on Who you. are we to be so high and mighty that we're going to love the sinner and hate the sinner? What are we talking about? Right. <laughs> we're called to love sinners, and my goodness, I got a lot of stuff I need to work on. Right. Sure. If you don't believe me, talk to those closest to me, okay? So yeah, we're supposed to hate the sin that continues to hold us back. Entangling right. sin is what yeah. Hebrews calls it. But sinners is all God has to work with. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, it's like say, here, here's saying love the sinner is saying love people. Right. Uh-huh. So until you experience salvation, your identity is unfortunately shaped by your sin nature. Now, right. once you experience salvation, you have a new identity, an identity in Christ. Right. So I don't believe we're supposed to refer to brothers and sisters in Christ primarily as sinners. Right. We're saints right. who still stumble into our sin, you right. know, yeah. battling the old flesh. But yeah, I mean... That is not a biblical thought. Right. All right. So the next one, which am I, get, I doing this right? Yeah, this you're doing. Yeah, right. This is right. perfect. Yeah. This is perfect. This is this is <laughs> awesome. Said anything yet? We need to edit. No, no I, okay. I don't think so. And we'll we're, what we'll do is keep we'll us cl- honest, Jonathan. We'll, we'll clip each one of these, and when someone posts it on social media, we'll just pop Adam's yeah, I appreciate uh, commentary that. That's there. Fantastic. Yeah, uh, along with his email address and cell phone number. All right. So. Uh, this next one, uh, money is the root of all evil. Not in the Bible. No. No. Money's fantastic. I mean, it's all about whose hands it's in. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Jerry Falwell used to say, the devil's had that money long enough. So it's like, <laughs> no. Like, if you run a business and you love Jesus, I'm going to pray that your company prospers. Absolutely. Right. I'm, I'm yeah. going to pray for abundance. Our God is a God of abundance. Mm-hmm. And so God will allow financial resources to pass through the hands of the people who have demonstrated to him that they will steward that well. Right. That's all over the Bible. So sometimes you do have a direct impact on the amount of money that you receive in your life. Mm-hmm. Am I a health and wealth, you know, prosperity preacher now? I don't know. Maybe. Let's go. <laughs> but the idea that, like, money is not tied to my spiritual growth is not a biblical thought. Right. So money can be used for good, and it is used for good. It can also be used for evil. It's the love of money, God's Word says, okay. that will lead lead right. to your demise. Okay. That, that yeah. if, you, if your heart is attached to money— that's not going to go well. Now, Jesus gave us the anecdote for that. He said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Right. Money leads your heart. Your heart doesn't lead your money. So if you have a hard okay. time loving money, you'd better start releasing some of it. Yeah. You've got to build generosity. You've got to begin to give some of your money away mm-hmm. and not haphazardly. We talked about this last week, right. yeah. you know, where you choose, all right, this church, I believe in this church and I believe they're doing things by integrity. So mm-hmm. I'm going to return the tithe to God through my local church. Right. Yeah. And that's one step one. That right. That's actually not the finish line. Right. That's just step one. <laughs> right. Right. Wait, what? Generosity doesn't start until you address the other 90%. Hmm. And so as you begin to become generous with the other 90%, you will see God's blessing in your life. It's the only thing in the Bible God says we can test him on. Right. Mm-hmm. I wish God would allow us to test him on a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. Money's the only one we can test him in. Mm-hmm. So my goodness, put God to the test. He yeah. literally, according to his word, he will come through for you. Yeah. yeah. But if you love money and you're not releasing some of the money you've been entrusted with, that will lead to your demise. Mm, That's good. All right, next one. Uh, 
not in scripture. God wants me to be happy. So does God want me to be sad? Talk, talk to me. Again, that's that's assuming speaking out of silence. I made a mistake, Adam. I apologize. <laughs> like, but it's not in scripture. <laughs> God wants me to be happy. It's, it's, it's not in scripture. It's not a violation that's, of anything. No, there you go. You're um, good. You're oh, good. All right. But you're, you're, I mean, we are a happy, obsessed culture. Yes. Yeah. Who's never been more medicated. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. So just look at that. <laughs> yeah. If you make happiness your goal, you're going to miss out every time. <clears throat> yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. If all you ever chase is happiness, and there's nothing wrong with taking medication, but a lot of people are on medication because they've made happiness their goal. Mm-hmm. And the purchases they've made didn't give it to them. The relationships yeah. that they've tried didn't give it to them. The career that they thought they would have didn't give it to them. Everything that they thought mm-hmm. would would, would fulfill, fulfill their soul hasn't done it. Right. And, and really, at the root of that is a misguided pursuit of happiness. And, and it's not a promise that God gives us. In fact, all over the New Testament, it says your life in this world is going to be hard. Right, yeah. It's going to be difficult. Jesus said, hey, when they hate you, don't be surprised. They hated me. Now, here's the thing. I bet the three of us have done enough things in our life to give people legitimate reasons to hate us. <laughs> now, we're not going to share those things right. on the podcast. Speak for yourself, Adam. That would be my guess. <laughs> well, Matt, if we were ranking those, me and you would definitely be one and two, and Chad would be three. All right? So we know that's say, true. I don't, yeah, okay? that's very People true. are probably mostly okay with hosting. I mean, you know, it's the sermon. In the, no, anyway, right. sorry. Keep going. But Jesus never did anything wrong, and people hated him. Right. Yeah. So oh, sometimes we point. think, you know, people will hate you when you deserve it. No, they'll no, hate you. Yeah. When, okay. For no reason. So, all right. What is God after? Holiness. Mm-hmm. What is God after? Helping us be conformed to the image of his son. I do believe Rick Warren's right when he mm-hmm. says life is preparation for eternity. It's character development for all of eternity. Right. There, I mean, man, there's all over the New Testament. Like, we're going to be doing some things yeah. for all of eternity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's going to be crowns and rewards and roles and responsibilities. And there's this whole other world that we're going to step into for all of eternity. And yeah. so, you know, uh, Maximus had it right. What we do in life echoes in eternity. Yes. It, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Love it's it. A, it's a, a that, now that's a biblical thought. Right. So there we should have referenced yeah. that in the sermon. <laughs> Not in the Bible, but uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, if you grow in biblical joy, happiness mm-hmm. can be the byproduct. Hmm. If you grow in biblical joy, sadness can be the byproduct. You can experience the full spectrum of emotions and still, beneath the surface, have joy. Mm-hmm. And so, saying that we are to have joy does not mean there aren't seasons for tears, seasons for mourning, yeah. seasons for sadness. But but those seasons don't dispel the deep-rooted joy that we've experienced right. through salvation. Yeah. And that's what God's after. Happiness is just very surface level. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, this last one, <clears throat> and again, one I've heard my entire life, yeah. uh, that sounds really good on the surface, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Sometimes the reason is you're really dumb. <laughs> Sometimes the reason is you walked blatantly counter to God's word. You you looked yeah. at God and said, no. God said, don't do this. And you went, I know better. I'm going to do it. Right. And then you're in a yeah, mess yeah, and you go, you. everything happens for a reason. <laughs> yes, you're the reason. Yeah. Look yeah, in yeah, the yeah, mirror. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. you. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we can always tie sequence of events to things, but but that that's a way of us abdicating any responsibility for how we've ended up at this place right. in our life. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know right. how I got it's here, like guys. someone who says, right. you know, I, I've left the last four jobs because my bosses were terrible. Really? 
Huh. And the only common denominator was the employee That's who right, happens yeah. to be you. So it's yeah. this idea that... Everything happens for a reason. Well, yeah. I've heard it said, if you see a jerk in the morning, you saw a jerk. If you see jerks all day, you might be the jerk. Like, like that's, so it's kind of what you're talking about. Like, maybe it's you. you oh, know? my gosh. And so... <laughs> that's good. God will work together all things for the good to those who are called according to his purposes. Not just those who claim the name of Jesus on Sundays. Right. Are you walking in God's purposes? And if so, any circumstance that comes your way, God can bring good out of it. Right. But God's list for good and our list for good are typically two totally different lists. Right. I don't know about y'all, mm-hmm. but my list for good at the very top of it, here's what I'm saying. Comfort. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no pain. Yeah. The happiness. <laughs> the happiness. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. God's like, that's not actually for your good. Right. Sometimes what's for your good is some discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, because I love you. Sometimes right. what's for your good are some lessons because I have something for you down the road. Right. And so it does require us to think biblically. And that's really what this conversation yeah. is, is that yeah. when God's word guides our thoughts, we begin to interpret the circumstances of our life a little differently. That's good. That's good. So can we do a few more? Sure. You got some <laughs> more? So yeah, let's go. The best book to read on this, and it's the funnest book to do in a life group. Okay, Okay. so Larry Osborne wrote this book. It's probably been, gosh, 10 or 12 years ago now. Ten Dumb Things Smart Christians Believe. Uh, I like <laughs> and the And if you've ever been around Larry Osborne, that, that's about as perfect a cat of who he is. He's winsome, and he's funny, and yeah. he's really smart, and he's super down-to-earth, and he's just a really good pastor So and a good man of God. <clears throat> but in the book, there's just these ten chapters, and each chapter has a, a – like one of the titles of the chapters is God Has a Plan for Your Life. So it's stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so in that particular chapter, he unpacks the difference between a blueprint and a game plan. Okay. So a blueprint you use to build a house one mm-hmm. de- detail at a time. A game plan is actually something that's a little bit more fluid as you yeah. move through the course of a game. Okay. You never stop <clears throat> playing the game. Right. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so he makes the it. argument that walking with God is a little bit more like a game plan yeah. than a blueprint. Right. One of the chapters says um, everyone goes to a better place when they die. No, that's not true. Right. But that's said a lot. Yeah. And, you know, and so he really addresses these. Oh, if you parent kids uh, to walk, if you raise kids to walk with God, they'll walk with God as adults. No, that's not anywhere in the Bible. Right. You know, there's obviously Proverbs that talks about, you know, uh, he will not depart from it, but that's a proverb, not Mm -hmm. a promise. Right. So it's a fantastic book where he just attacks a lot of these. Yeah. And and I, that book really resonated with me years ago and has continued to resonate with me, this idea, because as a pastor, I've just had too many people over the years devastated and brokenhearted over something that they thought God had promised them right. mm-hmm. that actually was never in God's Word. <clears throat> yeah, and absolutely. so, you know, it, it's kind of a, a passion of mine to... To, yeah, we're going to have some fun with it, and we're going to you know make make light of it, but but in doing that, bring those things to the surface yeah, so yeah. that we can replace those lies with truth. Yeah, because when when you believe—I I love what you said there—when you buy into those lies, how much more devastating is it when you think mm. either God's the cause of this or, yeah. you know, and again, look in the mirror. I, I think that's so yeah. good. Yeah. All right, well, your first point was both to speak out— and pray for those who persecute believers. We're just on the first point. Yeah, <laughs> we had, we oh. just made it there. Yeah. This Long is all. Yeah. All right, okay. <laughs> we'll go quick. Yeah. Will we? No, no we won't. No, we won't. No, we won't. Um, so, you know, let's talk about that. You know, we're praying for, um, we're speaking out against and praying for those who persecute it. I think there's a lot of people that probably have a hard time knowing where that line is to to stand up against the world, but then love it. Um, 
well like Jesus did. So, wh- like, like, what can we practically do? Yeah. How do we know? When do you speak? When yeah, do you when love? Do you, you when know, do you... and are those two things mutually exclusive? No, <laughs> no, no. I think speaking up is love. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's a guy named uh, Pastor Lorenzo. I can't remember his last name right off hand. He was arrested in Cuba. He's currently serving a seven-year uh, prison sentence. Wow. Um, just last week, there <clears throat> were two teenagers arrested in Pakistan um, because Pakistan has these laws that are very loose, loosely written that can accuse anybody of anti-Islamic um, speech. Um, huh. And so they conveniently then use these laws to arrest people. And so there are people who are being persecuted all over the world. I mean, mm-hmm. Google Myanmar. So yeah, there's yeah. all of these things that are happening. And, and, the, and the individuals who are being persecuted, they have no voice. I mean, right. Pastor Lorenzo is in jail. Mm-hmm. You know, these two teenagers in Pakistan are mm-hmm. in jail. If someone doesn't speak up for them and speak out against these injustices, you know, God is a God for justice. Right. And God right. uses his people to bring about justice. And so a Christian, I think it's called Christian, Christian Solidarity Worldwide. I'm pretty sure I'm quoting that correctly, is a really helpful website. They're <clears throat> also active on social media. <clears throat> you can get daily updates for brothers and sisters in Christ all over the world. I mean, Pastor Lorenzo and the two teenagers in Pakistan, I'm, I'm referencing that website as mm-hmm. my source for both sure, of those. Right. So I'm, I'm kind of a part of that community. Mm-hmm. Um, they raise money. They try to... Um, bring lawyers to people in other countries who need them. Wow. Yeah. And uh, I actually think that that's kind of part of what we're supposed to be involved in as, mm-hmm. as Christians. I think we need to advocate for our brothers and sisters who are being persecuted, and we need to speak out against these systems of persecution, yeah. individuals that are persecuting them. And that is love. Yeah. You know, that is standing up for, for someone else. Now, to get a little bit more practical in our everyday lives, you know, if there's someone who— is being bullied, you know, absolutely, you know, that 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 needs to stop. You know, right. we need to speak up and yeah. speak out against that. <clears throat> but if someone just thinks you're weird because you're a Christian, mm-hmm. I just don't think that's persecution. That's right. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I just think that that's actually <clears throat> called just being a Christian. Yeah. Right. Like you should be the weird one. Right. Yeah. You, know, you should be the 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 one that stands out. Yeah. In, in your right. peer group, you should be known as that guy or that gal or that Jesus freak right. or that Bible toting Christian or whatever <laughs> right. phrase yeah, people yeah. want to yeah. say. <clears throat> absolutely. Right. Yeah. I mean, I. I don't know, mate. I settled this early in life, so it's just been easier for me. But yeah. at 13 years old, I just went, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and deal with this. I bought a gigantic T-shirt. Well, it wasn't gigantic, but what it said on the T-shirt was, yes, as a matter of fact, I am a Christian. And I wore it about <laughs> once a week. And so like, I just decided, let's yeah. get a conversation started. Yeah, yeah. And I've kind of just kept that sentiment with yeah. me for 30 years. It's a good one. And so I, I'm just trying to say some personalities are a little bit more like mm-hmm. mine. It's like, and if you don't yeah. like it, yeah, it's okay. There's probably some things about you I don't like, but we're going to get along yeah. anyway. Others, a little bit more reserved, and right. you're listening to me, and you're like, you're so cocky and arrogant. So I get it. Like, there's some personality stuff there, okay? Sure. Yeah. But part of walking with Jesus is you're going to—a little bit it's going to show up in your life. Mm-hmm. Right. So pray for the people who do that to you. Mm-hmm. You know, take them before the Lord. Pray for them. Pray that God saves them. Right. But I was really going more for what's happening globally right now. Yeah to the church and and do we even care mm-hmm. we're in our you know safe little bubble <clears throat> right, here right. in central mm-hmm. alabama yeah do we even care and i think that we need to be challenged to care and to actually then begin to do something about right. it because um there will be a day 
where those types of things will probably be happening on a larger scale mm-hmm. and in countries whose names we recognize a little yeah, bit more. That's right. right. But yeah. but let's not wait until then. Right. Like, let's right. go ahead and let's start. start yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So you also talked uh, yesterday in the message. You talked about common grace versus uh, saving grace, and we've talked about this on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to unpack those a little bit more, and I think it's important to talk about the difference between them. Like, why why is it important we know the difference between common grace and saving grace? The reason why it's important is because people mistake the fact that they understand God's common grace to mean that they're going to spend eternity with God in heaven forever. Right. Mm-hmm. God loves me. <clears throat> of course he loves you. Right. But if you haven't experienced salvation, you're not going to spend eternity with God in heaven forever. But especially in the South, cultural Christianity, there's a lot of people who— they think that because God loves them, that that means they've experienced salvation. It's all going to work out, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, we talked about this uh, a series or two ago where Jesus says, there are going to be a lot of people who I say, depart from me. I never mm. knew you. That's right. Mm-hmm. And then the list of stuff he rattled off was church stuff. <clears throat> yeah. It was religious mm-hmm. stuff that they had been doing. And mm-hmm. so that's why it matters. It, it's not. Um, it doesn't matter. It's not because— this is a fun theological topic to, to discuss. Right. It matters because the implication is if you don't see the difference, you may not be saved. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if you haven't experienced saving grace, which Jesus says to be born again. I love that Jesus said that because there's nothing ambiguous about birth. Right. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I was there three times. <clears throat> nothing Good luck, ambiguous. Matthew. Matthew, you will nothing ambiguous. Yeah. It's like there's four people in the room. Now there's five. Okay. Right. So right. yeah, I mean it's he's like, gonna call us. He's like, you guys are right. <laughs> you are so, so right. Yeah, Jesus says you must be born again. So someone's like, I've just kind of been a Christian my whole life. Right. And when were you born again? Right. Yeah. And so uh, if you don't have a definitive answer, you might have, maybe unintentionally, just merged saving grace and common grace Mm -hmm. and actually seen them as the same. And, you know, you might be actually not uh, saved. And I I say that out of compassion and love, not not judgment. Yeah, yeah, But I'm just saying, like, that's why it matters. Right. That if you can't pinpoint that moment, because like you said, there's nothing ambiguous about birth. If you can't pinpoint that moment— it's time to do a little soul searching. Maybe talk with a a, a good Christian friend, mm-hmm. a pastor, to you know, kind of kind of suss that out. Yeah. All right. Well, your third point was to love those in the different Ly categories uh, from us. Uh, you know, I think on a lot of levels, you know, we can look past things and it won't affect our you know our relationships. But there are some categories that will affect our our relationship because it flies in the face of what we believe. So, what do we do in those moments? How do we love them? Can I tell a story? Yeah. You can tell so, um, when when we lived in New York, we we're talking about Queens earlier. So we, on Sundays we had camp. We had campuses. We had a campus in Queens, we had a campus in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. a campus on the Upper West Side, and a campus <clears throat> in the Village. And um, the Village, you know, probably by percentage, other than San Francisco, would be the highest homosexual population of any other place in the country. And so our Village campus was right there on Eleventh Street. At Greenwich Elementary School, we we mm-hmm. we set up and tore down for our, our services sure. there. Mm-hmm. And so every year in June, the last Sunday in June is the Gay Pride Parade, and Gay Pride parades happen everywhere. But mm-hmm. but New York City is like the epicenter. You know, yeah. It's it's the largest one um, in the country, and so we knew every year that that was the case. And so our village service happened in the evening, 
And so we would finish up on the Upper West Side, and then we would go down to the to the village, and you take the train and all the things. So every summer we had college interns mm-hmm. who from all over the country, mm-hmm. and so. That particular Sunday, I'm, wa- I'm riding down the train with them. I think there's five or six of them. And I just told them, I said, now listen. I said, when we get out of the train, we're going to go up on the street. And I said, I'm just telling you right now, th- that the parade is going to be coming. By. We're literally going to walk into the parade. Right. Mm-hmm. And when we do, you don't need to gawk. You don't need to make a big deal about it. You don't need to point. You don't need to, you know, like mm-hmm. we, we are here um, – Every week, you know, so these are, you know, the so just, and, and they all looked at me like I was an idiot. They were like, Adam, we've been in New York for six weeks. Like, we've seen a lot. You know, we're, <laughs> no, no, like, you're just scratching the surface <laughs> oh, there. Man. So they're all assured me that they were fine. We walked to the top of the steps, the sidewalk. <clears throat> Simultaneously, all six of them lost their ever-loving minds <laughs> and did everything that they had just told me. And, and I know why. Because I saw the same thing too. Mm-hmm. And like if you've never seen that before and if you're not prepared for that, there is no other reaction unless that's what you are there to participate in. Mm. And so after making our way through the parade and, and, and getting over to, to the front of the school, I gathered them around and we prayed. And I said, we're here every week. Like we're salt and light. Like mm. th- th- That's why Jesus has placed it. Jesus doesn't place lights where there are already lights. Right. He places lights in dark places. And so w- what I would say is <clears throat> there's not anybody that was walking through that parade that day that, that I don't genuinely love. Mm-hmm. I actually think that God would desire to use us to show Christ-like love to mm-hmm. people who have chosen a lifestyle that's different than ours and a lifestyle that we would even say doesn't match up with God's right. word. I think that they're probably expecting a little bit of judgment and condemnation <clears throat> from someone who claims the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I actually think that if we love people the way they are, instead of waiting for them to become the way we are, that's Christ-like love. Mm-hmm. That's what Jesus did throughout mm-hmm. the, his three years of public ministry. Yeah. Um, the unfortunate part of our culture today is what I just said is actually not good enough. Hmm. That's the shift that's occurred right. over the last yeah. decade. Right. Right. Okay. <clears throat> the the shift that's occurred now is unless you are championing what right. we believe, you're our enemy. Right. right. And that's yeah, dangerous that's not, ground. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I am not going to champion something that's clearly counter mm-hmm. to God's word. Right. Just I'm not going to do it. Okay. But that doesn't mean I don't love the individuals right. who do. Right. But there are some agendas happening in our society today that do target Christians to say, if you're not championing this, you're actually the problem. Mm-hmm. And I do think that there's got to be some education among us who mm-hmm. claim the name of Jesus to recognize that mm-hmm. and respond accordingly. <clears throat> yeah. Not not to respond in a non-Christ-like manner, but but I also think that that's part of how we have to continue to to be a light mm-hmm. in our culture, in our society, and in the different entities that that we are in, because you know, conversations one-on-one, conversations in group settings can always accomplish a lot more 
than blasting something on social media right. or just listening to another talking head advocate a position. <clears throat> and so Christians have to engage in the in the public conversation. Like right. we, we've got to right. have a seat at yeah. the table, and we've got to. Right. So I, I think that we all have to figure out what that looks like. And if you're a student, what that looks like at your mm-hmm. school and in the office, what that looks like for you. Right. But um, yeah, we can love people who are very different than us, <clears throat> different ly categories. But that doesn't mean that we have to champion whatever it is that they are championing as right, well. Right. We can still stand <laughs> up for and not agree with And that. that's kind of how this country was supposed to operate. Right. With right. a lot of different people representing a lot of different things and a lot of different perspectives and somehow figuring out how to all get along and respect one another's freedom. Right, right. And I think that we can still do that. Um, but it does start kind of at the grassroots level. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to start in Washington. No. So we have yeah. to do that in our everyday <clears throat> lives in yeah. order to bring that about. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. Um, so I want to shift gears a little bit. Uh, obviously, you know, we've made some announcements recently. You've had some changes coming up in your life. Vaughn Forrest has some changes coming up. I know there's probably a lot of folks who've tuned in today that would like to know a little bit more about some of that. And so shifting gears away from the Sermon on the Mount, Adam, let's talk about what's going on in you and your family's lives and talk about some some changes here at Vaughn Forest. Yeah. So God's called us to a new season of ministry, mm-hmm. um, a church in the Raleigh-Durham Chapel Hill area of North Carolina called New Hope Church. It's a church that's about 20 years old, okay. and um, God's used the church in some remarkable ways um, over the years, and they've <clears> seen <throat> a lot of people um, come to faith in Jesus and... Right. Um, God's done a great work there, and you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't looking to leave. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. I love it here. Obviously, love living here. I love this church. But um, the the verse in the passage of scripture that God's really been using in in, in my life in this season is back um, John chapter twenty, where Mary Magdalene's talking to Jesus, and he's like, "No, don't don't embrace me. I need you to go tell my brothers mm-hmm. what you've seen." And she mm-hmm. leaves and goes to tell the disciples. She's actually the first preacher of the good news right. that Jesus yeah. is alive. And and the principle that God gave me from that passage that I actually then shared on Easter was sometimes when we would rather stay in worship, God sends us as worship, mm-hmm. and that's really what's been happening in, in, mm-hmm. in this season for me. Is I mean I. I love it here. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I like to stay in worship, yeah. and, and God is sending me as my worship mm-hmm. to, a, to a new assignment, to right. a new task, and um, to a part of the country that, you know, there's two major universities, and there's the Research Triangle, and um, about two million people, and a lot of people who need Jesus, and, and, and God's calling me into that, and I'm honored and humbled mm-hmm. uh, to, to be doing that. It is an amazing church with amazing people. Um but man, I, I'm going to miss being here. Yeah. So yeah. you know, there's a yeah. little bit of that when when we are obedient. <clears throat> there's a lot of emotions that go with that. Right. Um, yeah. But you know, for me and and what I would want everybody at Vaughn Forest to know is, um, this church is a special place. Hmm. It's a special place. Um, you know, I've told people for years living here. When I, I how did you end up here? I was the same answer. It's the people of Vaughn Forest Church. Hmm. And so God has great things in store for Vaughn Forest Church. And um, we're no one's going to be cheering for that more than Morgan and me right? because um, right. of how much we love this church. But we, we will be moving up there. Um, my last Sunday here will be in a couple of weeks, yep. mm-hmm. and um, we'll be starting up there uh, sometime in June. Okay. And um, <clears throat> our boys will be starting new schools and, you know, doing all of that. Yeah. And um, But, yeah, so that's that's kind of where we are, and um, it's— um, I'm I'm so grateful. I mean, so many of you listen to the podcast have reached out and just mm. been super encouraging and supportive, and, and and that means the world to me. And um, so we're going to miss this place, but we're also 
because we're moving forward in obedience, we know God has good things. That's right. Yeah. And That's I know right. God yeah. has good things for Vaughn Forrest as well. And so, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah. That's yeah. definitely the season we're in. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're grateful for your obedience. As, as sad as yeah. we are to see you go, we're grateful to see you living out what you've preached for so long. Hmm. And that's obedience yeah, even when, it, when it's difficult. <clears throat> now, anytime you make an announcement like that, obviously there's some questions that, that come up. So the first one, uh, you know, when, when you first told me, uh, obviously my first thought honestly wasn't Sunday. It was kids ministry because Morgan's going too. <laughs> and, uh, I love but, what you said on Sunday Yeah, morning. <laughs> but God's been so good to us. Lindsay Layton is going to be joining our staff team yeah. and she's been working with Morgan, uh, mm-hmm. learning the ropes and, and already just a, a great leader in that ministry. And so many amazing volunteers that make that happen. You know, Morgan and Kendall and Megan do a great job leading right. that team, but that team, man, yeah. they're so good. And, and Lindsay's yeah. going to step in and, um, you know, Morgan has told us, man, she's just a, a natural fit, but right. dude, let's, let's talk about Sunday. So what, what is kind of the plan coming up over the next, you know, season here on Sunday mornings? So you do an awesome job teaching and we're <laughs> yeah, just, you do, we're buddy. just going to well, let you, you run with it. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so he doesn't have You're anything up. else on his plate. Now, so. You're up, man. So, um, you know, you, you and Matt are kind of working to, sure. to really yeah. schedule that out. Right. But we've kind of been working together. That's and right. mm-hmm. we've got a lot of really amazing pastors um, mm-hmm. who they're not right out of seminary just looking for speaking gigs. Right. Like these are guys <laughs> yeah, who are, are preaching guys. to large congregations right. every single week. Yeah. And they're going to give us a Sunday. You yeah. know, they're going to drive and in. And so, you know, June, July, um, yeah. you know, a lot of good preachers lined up. Some that we've had before. Right. Yeah. Us and before, and yeah. some that'll be new. Yeah. And so, yeah, you're not going to want to miss any of the Sundays, whether it's in person or if you're traveling online, because yeah. we're going to have some really good preaching it's over gonna the be, next. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. yeah so right. that's yeah. that's going to continue to roll in all cylinders. And then as Norman Schlimmer, our, our uh, chair of the governance board, shared in the service, the two of y'all and Hardy are going to be the pastor leadership team in this season. Correct. Which, I mean, that's just fantastic. Because mm. as anybody knows, <laughs> calls Vaughn Forrest home. If you ask me a question, the answer is always <laughs> going to be, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Go ask Chad or Hardy or Matt because the oh, three of man. y'all, you know, I just get up and talk on Sundays. The oh, three man. of y'all are are leading sure. very well and have been for a long time. Thank you. So Thank you. everything around here will just continue to move forward. And yes, Lindsay Layton's fantastic. She's mm-hmm. going to step right in and do an amazing job. And so it, it's it's all systems go. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're we're not slowing down one bit, which is also you can talk about the search team and people. Yeah. Haven't heard yeah. That. yeah. Before I get that, back to your point, though, okay. you talked about the people of Vaughn Forest Church. Like you say, all systems go. We're not slowing down. It's because the people are one hundred percent. It's they like yeah. Yeah. they obviously we're going to miss you. They I've heard so many folks say, "Yep, we're going to miss Adam." We're looking forward to what God has That's next. Right. Yeah. But yeah, let's talk about uh, what God has next. Obviously, the other announcement that got made yesterday was that we have formed a search team. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week, folks sent in nominees and the governance board, all according to our bylaws, yep. formed a search team. So let, let's talk a little bit about about that team. Um, dream team, yeah, right. Dream team. Yeah. We put, I mean, I put that slide up on the screen yeah. in the services. I was and like, the dream come team on, is, is Hardy like Michael Jordan? <laughs> That's right. Yes. Yeah. Let's not get crazy. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. We love you, Hardy. Yeah. Um, fantastic men and women yeah, of God, absolutely. And yeah. um, and Noah Griggs, who's the chair of that team, is just a, a, an incredible godly man, right? Yeah. Who I've learned a lot from mm. in my time here, um, just as a, a fellow Christ follower, but also as a leader yeah, in the marketplace. Leader, yeah. So that team, mm-hmm. I mean, is going to do a great job. But listen, um, if you're not on that team, you need to pray for that team. That's right. Yeah. They're stepping into a season that we're praying and we prayed in our service, mm-hmm. Holy Spirit empowerment. Um, but the enemy knows who's on that team too. That's right. And so I want to challenge, you know, our church family to pray for them and to pray for protection and to Mm -hmm. pray for provision and to pray 
for clarity and to all of the things. And then let me just say to our Vaughn Force family that when you're in a season like this, the enemy will look for anything to right. try to disrupt the fellowship, That's disrupt right. yeah. the harmony, yeah. disrupt the unity. <clears throat> so, you know, let's all be on our guard, our guard, yeah. you know, not mm-hmm. on our watch. You know, yeah, we're just right. not going to let that happen. Yeah. You right. know? And so um, I, I personally don't sh- share any concern that that will happen because I know our people. That's right. But right. I also know we're in a war. That's right. And I know yeah. that the enemy yeah. is going to take a few shots. That's right. Yeah. And so we're going to pray for that team. And then begin to pray for the next pastor. Yeah. God already knows who he is, and um, he, he's going to come in here, and he's going to continue to take things forward. And I want all of you to love him the way you've loved me. Right. Um, and I know you will. And I know you'll love his wife the way you've loved Morgan, and if they have kids, the way you've loved our kids. And mm. so good things are ahead for Vaughn Force. That, There's no right. doubt about that. And, and to tell you— uh, that team, how how great they are! I know, I know, because I, I heard they've already met and they've started the process. Good, you yeah. know, literally after Good. after service on Sunday, they mm-hmm. they were getting going. Now, the other question that I've been asked <laughs> quite a bit, and uh, and and I, folks that are listening right now, obviously, will have particular interest in what's going to happen to the podcast. Mm. And so uh, we do want to talk a little bit about that because, uh, man, I love doing this podcast. Yeah. I love doing. I love. Getting to hang out with you guys and Adam, the the the, the questions we get to ask, the content yeah. that you bring, the conversation that we have, a lot of folks really enjoy it. So, yeah. want to talk about what's next for our podcast? Yeah. So, before you tell everybody what's next for the podcast, sure. <laughs> uh, let me just say thank you to two groups of people. First of all, to everybody that's been listening. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we didn't know if anybody would listen. You know, <laughs> we weren't even sure if our own mothers would listen. That's and right. so, like, that's been great. And and your encouragement is yeah. is always welcomed. But really more than to our listeners, I want to say thanks to the two of you. Hmm. This was y'all's idea. <laughs> uh, y- y'all, y'all get all the credit for it, and y'all put all the work into this. You know, and Jonathan, you put a lot of work right, into this every right, single yeah. week. Um, but this birthed out of us having conversations in yeah. my office yeah. on Mondays in a meeting yeah. where we would talk about things, right. and you guys said, we should do that. And I thought... I was just like, no way. Uh, yeah. I, I was like, I, 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 don't, I just, I don't know. And y'all would not let it go. Yeah. And yeah. you kept bringing it yeah. up. And then eventually y'all came in with like two sheets of paper. <laughs> like, this is what we've kind of sketched out. And at some point I'm like, I'm going to have to give this thing a shot. These guys yeah, are going to let this right. go. <laughs> and, and, and this was y'all's brainchild and, and y'all have worked so hard on this. And, you know, I just come in here and run my mouth and, 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 you know, <laughs> I do. And, and it works. I, it works, I, I, man. So like, Thank, thank you, because oh, I've loved thank this. You. It's thank been you, so much fun. Yeah. I've enjoyed it every single yeah. week, and um, and and I would have never gotten this experience if not for the two of you mm. coming up with this idea, mm-hmm. challenging me, pushing me, stretching me, believing in me. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know, but you guys just you know, you stayed after it with me, mm-hmm. and um, and I'm grateful, and um, and it's been fun. Yeah, and it's man. been fun. It's been real fun. It's been one of the highlights of my week ever. So thank you yeah. for, for helping thank me. Thank you, man. As you were talking about that, remind me of that episode of Seinfeld. Where he's like, this should be the show. You know? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of how it went down. Because we were just like, yeah. this, 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 this could be the this podcast. Is it. Right here. That's yeah. it. Nothing more. <laughs> that's so funny. to let folks know what's going to be happening in this, um, this is going to, we are going to take a hiatus. Yeah. So the other six podcast is not going away permanently, but this is your last episode, obviously, yeah. with Memorial Day weekend and then June 4th being... Just taking your, a summer you know, break. Yeah. Summer so we're, we're going to take a summer break. And um, and it was funny because one of the things I, I know that was discussed was like, hey, the next pastor, hope he can do a podcast. You know, like, so... Uh, and so... And handle us. That's right, yeah. And deal with, he's not going to know what to no, do. You're no. going to get a phone call. He's going to be like, what, what do I world? do with these yeah, guys? What do I do with these guys? Oh, he'll love it. No, but we are, are going to take a hiatus. That being said, we're not 
ending the show. Right. So we yeah. will right. pick the show back up, and when we do, uh, it will be with great fanfare. We will start with episode number eighty nine. Uh, <laughs> yes, you know, so it will, you know, we'll we'll keep going. The, the other other six podcasts. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, so episode eighty nine, and of course, we will announce that loud. Let folks know about yeah. that. And then um, the last thing I want to mention is your last Sunday, June fourth. Um, what a special time that's going to be because we're going to be in one service together as a church family at 10 a.m. Uh, we will have uh, preschool nursery available, uh, but kids, uh, kindergarten through fifth, students, 60, 12, and up are all going to be with us in there. And I want to talk a little bit about why we're doing one service that day. Um, we are actually going to be bringing down a representative from New Hope is the name of, your, of the church you're going to that we're going to have the opportunity as a church family to pray over you and to commission you and to kind of hand you off to this it's new church. And when our folks talked about wanting to do that, Adam, I could not have been more proud because we talk about the big C church. Yeah. It's one of the most big C church moves I've ever heard of in yeah. my entire life. And and I'm so grateful that our people were the ones who came up with this mm-hmm. and and get to pray over you guys. And, 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 and again, it's a great way that we'll be connected with you guys and with that church, you know, from here on out. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, it's going to be a special day. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward we're to that. We're very humbled, and yeah. um, we're looking forward to it's it. It's going to be yeah. good. So yeah. that'll be June 4th at uh, at 10 a.m., one service time, yeah. and I uh, hope folks will join us for that. This Sunday, we'll be continuing Sermon on the Mount, mm-hmm. 9.30 and 11 a.m. I know some folks may be out of town for Memorial Day. Hey, no worries. You can always join us online, vaughnforest.com. Well, gentlemen... Uh, for the last time for a little while. The three amigos. The three, yeah. Going out in style. <laughs> the three amigos and John. No, I'm kidding. No. Jonathan, they're working for there. us. But for the last time for a season, uh, on behalf of Adam Bishop, Matt Collins, Sound Guy Jonathan, and myself, we appreciate you joining us, and we will catch you guys next time.